We give you glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. Ah, worthy, holy, and Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Praise, oh, how my soul sings. Hallelujah, your King. joining us on our biblical study on this evening soar international outreach network god bless everybody those that are listening in on our podcast god bless you amen and god bless you those that are here thank you for coming and we're going to dive right into our study amen not going to keep you longer than what the holy spirit will have us to keep you and we're diving in and we're going to be these next seven weeks if god is permitted We're going to be talking about biblical kingdom authority principles. Amen. And I'm telling you, these are going to be some great series. Amen. So I want to go through some of the principles that we're going to be studying. Um, It's going to be seven. Seven means complete. We're going to talk about the bread of life principle. We're going to talk about the discipleship principle. We're going to talk about counting the cost, finishing first principle. We're going to talk about boot camp and the kingdom training principle. We're going to talk about the amazing power of just simple faith as small as a mustard seed principle. And we're going to talk about the broken place and how the anointing flow principle. And then last but not least, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, the kingdom authority soul chasing principle. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So we're going to these next seven weeks. Um, God is willing. We'll be touching every week on the principles. So make sure you take some notes, get the scriptures, because we may not be able to go through every scripture, but we're going to stand on the main scripture of each of these principles. But you definitely need to make notes and go and go and study the other um, scriptures that we're going to parallel with as well. So today we're going to go to John chapter 6 and we're going to start at verse 22 and we're going to read down to verse 35 so what i'm going to do is i'm going to go ahead and read from 22 to 35 amen and what i want to do is i want to um i want to get my other microphone here because i'm going to have um sis if you can i'm going to have you read you got your bible okay good let me um, get this other microphone ready um, I'm going to have you read uh, the scripture for us on this evening. Amen. Oh, yeah. That was there, okay. I'll What you could do, you could sit down wherever you are. Okay. Yeah, you could just sit down wherever you are, and then, uh, and then I'll have you read. Hallelujah. Okay. Good. Um, go ahead and start verse 22 through 35, please. The day following, when the people 
which stood on the other side of the sea, saw that there was none other boat there, save the one whereunto his disciples were entered, and that Jesus went not with his disciples into the boat, but that his disciples were gone away alone. Howbeit there came other boats from Tiberias nigh unto the place where they did eat bread. After that, the Lord had given thanks. When the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, neither his disciples, they also took shipping and um, came to Capernaum, seeking for Jesus. Um, Verse 25, um, and when they had found him on the other side of the sea, they said unto him, Rabbi, when camest thou hither? And Jesus answered them and said, let me see. Oh, you keep reading. I'm going to try to get you back on. Go ahead and read. Just oh, read a little louder. And Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, ye seek me not because you saw the miracles, but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you. For him that hath the Father's Father sealed. Then said they unto him, What shall we do? that we might work the works of God. And Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God, that ye believe on him whom he hath sent. They said therefore unto him, What sign showest thou then, that we may see and believe? And what dost thou work? Our fathers did eat manna in the desert, as it is written. And he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave not gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Amen. Thank you. Sorry about that, everybody. we got to get some batteries up in here. I'm sorry. I thought I had the rechargeables in there, but you know what? I put them in the doorbell, but we'll have some more for those. Amen. So we read John um, chapter 6. Verses 22 to 35. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the word that's been released upon your people in the mighty name of Jesus. And I pray that your people's eyes begin to be enlightened, their minds begin to be illuminated, to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying in the mighty name of Jesus. And I'm praying, O God, that you continue, O God, to open up their understanding and their word in your word so that they will have the right understanding. And I thank you for truth on this evening in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. So again, we're talking about the bread of life. Amen. As we have read here in John 6 verses 22 to 35, um, it talks about how Jesus began to feed. Amen. Those. Amen. And this right here is, 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 is great because it talks about not only Jesus feeding them. Amen. Physical hallelujah natural bread but it's talking about how the multitude was hungry hungry naturally and spiritually so as he finished his message amen he understood that it was more than just the word that the people needed so he also fed them what bread amen food amen because their bodies also was hungry amen in the natural but the word of god began to feed them as well spiritually amen so it was only god himself that was able to allow jesus to take the five small loaves and the two small fish and begin to feed the multitude amen and it could have been over um 15,000 people but at the same time god will always make room and enough for everything that we need the people were satisfied amen and the disciples began to take up the 12 baskets that were filled with the fragments of that miracle. The miracle was what? The abundance more than enough. Amen. Because you would think, come on, five small loaves and two small fish to feed 15,000? Wow. Really? If you look at it in the natural eye, you say, no, we need 15,000 pieces of fish. Amen. But one thing about God is that God will make a way out of no way. Hallelujah. Have you ever been in a situation where you you went and you had to do a program or do something and your food just did not look like it would feed the people that was there because more people came than you expected. But somewhere out of nowhere, God always make it be more than enough. Matter of fact, people is able to get saved 
second. So you know that that is that five small loaves and two fish miracle that we're talking about today. So even though the disciples was kind of doubting Jesus because they was looking at it naturally. But spiritually, not only were people getting filled with the word, but also Jesus was about to feed them naturally. And these five loaves and two fish was going to fill up the whole multitude. But the disciples had a little doubt in that because they allowed their natural eye to see two fish and five small loaves. But how Jesus took those two five small loaves and those two fish and made it be able to feed the multitude that was there. That is called a miracle. Amen. Because a remarkable remarkable miracle served as a life-size illustration as Jesus just showed us right here. He began to read the word of God, preach the word of God, and not, and after they received the word of God, he also presented to them what? Bread. And that's why we're talking about the bread of life principle. Because it is the bread of life that feeds us naturally and feeds us spiritually. Amen. So that's why this particular passage of scripture is so awesome because it talks about a miracle. Why? Because bread is the substance of something that is that that fulfills us. You know, anytime you eat bread, it fills you up. Sometimes you may not have haven't even eaten a whole course meal. You know, when you go to Red Lobsters, they have the the best bread. And by the time you eat about four or five of those rolls, when your food come out, you barely can eat your food, right? But I'm talking about something else that has substance: the bread of life, the bread that brings good health, the bread of life that brings growth, amen, the bread of life that gives us the ability to know that we are safe in any circumstances that we may be in. So at the end of the day, the bread of life principle helps us to understand that it is more and fulfilling to our spiritual state. Because when you look at bread, it is an enjoyment, amen? It is like any time that you have bread, you have a piece of meat, you can put that meat on with that bread and make what a sandwich, amen? So you can eat the meat once or twice, but then you can come back and use two pieces of bread and make a sandwich, sometimes three pieces of bread and make a sandwich. But you can't really put bread with like green beans and greens, but if you find any type of meat, you definitely can make a sandwich. That's what I'm talking about, the bread of life. It is satisfying. Why? Because it has quality to it. It has a quantity to it. You can put it with something and still get full off of it. Amen. So the bread of life is something that we need to continue to know that is more than just something natural. But the bread of life is has a personality. The personality of bread of the bread of life is heaven's bread. Amen. Heaven's bread is a person. Amen. Because when you read in verse 34 and 35, I want to read that um, again um, here. This talks about how the bread of life is a represents a personality, which represents a person. Because 34 says, then they said to him, Lord, give us this bread always. Come on. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Come on now, he who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. So that represents the bread of life being a person, because Jesus says, I am the bread of life. So the personality of heaven's bread represents a person. So when we have we just read verse 34 and 35, that represents having bread as a person, right? It's not a system. It's not a denomination. It's not a tradition or religion. But it is a person. It is Jesus Christ alone. Amen. And it reminds us that we can never be saved by any religious system, any denomination, anything other but believing and knowing Jesus Christ. Because he is the bread of life. Salvation comes through Jesus Christ alone. Amen. Even when you go over to Acts 4 and 12, it talks about how salvation comes through Jesus and Jesus alone. So um, the bread of life also has power. So the heavenly bread is a person. And second, it has power. Okay, let me prove it. Verse 35, it says, And Jesus said to them, 
I am the bread of life, and he who comes shall never hunger. So that right there guarantees us that if we continue to eat the bread of life, amen, and have Jesus in our life, we will never hunger again, amen. And if we believe, we shall never thirst again. So we will never hunger or thirst if we know that Jesus is the bread of life. As he is a person, meaning that we have that intimacy with him. We are abiding in him. You can't abide in something that you don't know. But we know Jesus. We know that he is the bread of life. We know that we would never thirst again. And we know that we would never hunger again if we just, what, give us everything unto him. So the bread of life is heavenly, heavenly bread, which is a person. The bread of life is heavenly bread and has power. This power is able to what? Save. This power is able to secure us and make us feel safe. This power satisfies us. Amen. Satisfies us how? Never to what? Thirst again. Never to hunger again. Amen. So we can never be separated if we continue to not only trust in this bread that we're talking about, but we must continue to what? Never ever hunger or thirst again. Why? Because we must stay in him. We must stay abiding in him, meaning we must remain in him. Amen. We must not remain in religious traditional systems. We should not remain in only our own self or other things that are not of God. But we need to stay in him. We need to know that he is the life. He is security. He is satisfaction. And he's also, he keeps us safe. And he will deliver us every time. Amen. He's that type of savior which will, he will give us all that we asked him. All we have to do is know that he is our heavenly father. So the bread of life is a person. The bread of life has power. And also, the bread of life has a promise. Okay, let me prove it. Verse 47 through 51, same chapter, John 6 says, I assure you, most seldom I tell you, he who believes in me, meaning who adults who trust in, rely on, and has faith in me, has, meaning now possession, and also eternal life. And 48 says, I am the bread of life. And listen what it reminds us. He said, not only am I the bread of life, but he gives life. The living bread. He's the bread of life. He's the one that allows us to breathe. He is the one who gives us breath. And then he says, your forefathers ate the manna in the wilderness and they died. But this is the bread that comes down from heaven. So this is heavenly bread. Amen. So that anyone that eat of it will never die. And then I am the living bread that came down from heaven. So if anyone eats of this bread forever, the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. So this right here lets us know that Jesus has given us him because he is the bread of life. Amen. Not just physical bread that we eat. See, physical bread that we eat helps us sustain our human life. Amen. But after a while, our body will die. After a while, our bodies will decay. But with the bread of life, Jesus, we shall have eternal life. It gives us everlasting life. So when Jesus is received, he gives us what? Salvation that lasts for eternity. Nothing can ever take away that from us. Nothing. The simple fact is this. We all have a place and we all have a part to play. When we put our faith in God and trust in Jesus, he will live in us forever and forever. So we will always have eternal life. He told us that he is the bread of life and we should never hunger or thirst again. You may be thirsty on some lemonade, but I'm talking about, no, we're not going to be thirsty for anything called life. 
We're going to have everything that we need. And, and thirdly, come on now, um, this bread that I'm talking about right here is fourth. It has a price. So first, the heavenly bread is a person. Heavenly bread has power. Heavenly bread has a promise. And heavenly bread has a price. Amen. So before heaven bread can be enjoyed by us, it must be received. How do we receive it? Thou accepting him as our what? Lord and Savior. Not only that, it doesn't stop right there. We must abide in him. We must remain in him. We must stay in him. We must believe in him. We must chase him. We must run after him. We must seek him. We must stay in his face. When we do these things, that means that this is the price that I'm talking about that we have to pay. Because even though we receive it, but there are also other things that we must do in order to what obtain it. So it's not simply enough for us just to say we receive him, but we must abide in him. Just like he died on the cross for us, he rose again. And now he's alive. He made a sacrifice for us. Salvation was given to us. So what are we willing to sacrifice for him today? Are we willing to remain in him? Are we willing to abide in him? Are we willing to trust in him? Hey, are we willing to be obedient to him? That's the key. If you can walk in obedience and do what he's calling you to do, I'm telling you, this price that I'm talking about has already been paid. And we're able to enjoy it. We're able to walk in it. We're able to understand that it's him, Jesus Christ, that paid the price for us. So salvation doesn't work the way that most people think it works. It works when we accept him as our Lord and Savior. And not only accept him, but we abide in him. We have intimacy with him. We trust him. We have relationship with him. Because Jesus has already done everything necessary for us. He already went to the cross. He already died. He already was buried. And he resurrected and now he lives. So now we must be obedient to him. We must go and spread the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the price. We must go and spread the word. The word of God. We must go and tell everybody that's willing to hear how he saved our life. How he gave us life. And how this heavenly bread gave us not only power or gave us a promise or the price that was paid, but it's also something and somebody that's something that's something special. It lives in us. That's why I say the heavenly bread is a person because that person is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in us and the Holy Spirit has power and the Holy Spirit resident is in us. So be careful how we entertain our temple because the Holy Spirit rests in us. Amen. Because he is a person. So at the end of the day, we thank God for giving his only begotten son. For dying for us. And giving us life. And life forevermore. So this weight is a weight that we don't have to carry anymore. Because he has already put it on the cross. He was nailed to the cross. And now he lives. So at the end of the day, we must understand that in all of this, the illustrations that I'm giving you about the personalities of our heavenly bread, I want to tell you, in all of this, there is miracles that Jesus wants us to obtain. Just like when he fed the 5,000. Amen. Jesus was the one who fed the multitude. But not only natural bread. But he fed them the word. He fed them life. He fed them something that will be they will be able to sustain through every journey, through every situation that they may ever go through. So he's not only caring, but he also is a provider. He cared for the multitude. He provided for the multitude and he satisfied the multitude. So in all of this, not only did Jesus give them physical loaves and fish, but he gave them something so significant. He gave them the need, the need of living bread, where they would never hunger again. They would never thirst again. So at the end of the day, no matter what bread we may eat today, make sure that we're eating the bread of life. Because when we're eating the bread of life, 
heavenly bread, we would never hunger or thirst again. Amen? Hallelujah. That same manna that was fed to our forefathers. We know the story. They were so ungrateful. They were stiff necks, hard necks, unbelieving, doubting, and still complaining. When there was nothing to eat, he gave them manna. And he even gave them quill, meat. He even let Moses tap the rock to give them water. Even in the sun, he allowed the glory to cover them, the shade. Even at night, when they couldn't see, the glory of light led the way. But they still didn't understand the bread of life. They didn't understand that it was Jesus himself that was giving them everything that they need. Amen? So manna was Jesus himself. They didn't realize that he was giving them, um, that they was getting all of God. But they were still mumbling and complaining. Even with the manna that God sent to them. You know, sometimes God would send elements in our life. The element was the manna. But the manna represented God. So manna also speaks of Jesus. Even though we look at it as being small, because we said two, we said two fish and five loaves, we would think that that's very small. It was small, but at the end of the day, it was big because it fed the multitude. See, they were already being fed the word. See, when you are in the word of God and you're tapping into the word of God, you're going to get real fat. You're going to get real full. And sometimes you may even forget to eat natural food. Amen. Because the word of God is so sustaining. It sustains you. It, it gives you what you need. So in uh, Exodus 16 and 14, let me um, go there. I want to read that really quickly. I told you I want you to write down some scriptures because as we go through this, I want you to go back and meditate on the word. Amen. Of God. 16 and 14 reads, And when the dew had gone, Behold, upon the face of the wilderness, there lay a fine, round face, excuse me, round and flake-like thing, as fine as hoarfrost on the ground. And when the Israelites saw it, they said one to another, Manna, what is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, This is the bread which the Lord have given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Let every man gather of it as much as he will need, and armor for each person according to the number of your persons. Take it, every man, for those in his tent. Amen. So it was at first a small little flake. That was the small thing. But remember, Moses then began to tell them, no, gather as much as you want. So this speaks of Christ's humility. He wasn't born in a king's palace, but he was born in a manger. He never employed the riches at his disposal, but lived a poor life all the time he was in the world. Amen. When you travel over to Mark 8 and 20. Hallelujah. He came this way in order to identify himself with the sinners he came to save. So if he came with all the riches and all the glory and all of that, how could he ever be able to minister to those that may not have all the riches or the glory? So God knows how to do things. Amen. And then it said it was round. I'm still describing what it said here. It says they gathered it. In honor for each person, okay, right here in 14, it says, And when the dew had gone, behold, upon the face of the wilderness, there lay a fine round. Now I'm in the round. This speaks of Christ's eternal nature. So the round that we're talking about right here in verse 14 of Exodus 16, it speaks of Christ's eternal nature. Jesus did not have his, his beginning in Bethlehem, but he has always been. When you go to John 1 and 1, talk about who God is. So Jesus is the eternal son of God. There has never been a time when he wasn't there, will never be a time when he would not be there. He is always the I am. And he's always there. 
all seeing, all knowing, and all everywhere. And then it said that it was what? White. Come on now, I'm reading, I'm in the scripture. White. 31, when you go to verse 31, it's still talking about the manna. 16 and 31. It says, and the house of Israel called the name manna, and it was like white corinda seed, and the taste of it was the wa- like a waffle made with honey. I'm describing the manna. So the white, the white reminds us of the sinless, holy nature of the Lord Jesus Christ. He was born without sin. White represent what? Holiness. Purity. Amen. And lives without sin and died without sin. He was absolutely just the one. His character was intact. Jesus is the sinless son of God. Not was. See, it's a difference. He is. See, was mean, if you say was, that means that he doesn't exist today. But he is the sinless son of God because he still lives today. That's the difference. So if somebody come and say, well, Jesus was, uh-uh, he is because he still lives. There's a difference. What Jesus are you talking about? Now you're confusing me. That's not my Lord and Jesus Christ because he still is. The difference. And it came at night. See, the matter didn't come at day. It said it came at night. Verse 13 and 14. It says, in the evening, quill came up and covered the camp in the morning of the dew. But let us say and when the dew had gone beyond upon the face of the wilderness by lay fine round and flake thing harp on the ground. Come on. It came at night. Jesus came to the world lost in a spiritual darkness and gave them light. Okay. Let me go to John 1 and 1. Please. I have to go there. Amen. John 1 and 1. I told you we in the word, y'all. That's why we say... Come on, we got about 15 minutes. Hallelujah. We in the word. The word is good. In the beginning, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him, nothing was made of him. In him was life and the life was the light of what? Men. Here come light again. And the light shone where? In darkness. And darkness did not what? Comprehend it. So right here it says, Jesus, come on now. He gave them light and life out of darkness. So even when you go to Exodus 6 and 15, it was misunderstood by those who found it. See, those that found the manna did not understand spiritual things. Come on now. It just, it just told us. What they did. Okay, go to verse 17 and 18. Let me help you. It says, The, meaning the people. Okay, let me, okay, I'm in an amplified version. I'll go to the King James Version. So in King James Version, let me go. Then the children of Israel did so and gathered some more and less. So when they, so when they measured it by by omers, he who gathered much had nothing left over, and he who gathered little had no lack. Every man had gathered according to one's need. So right here, this reminds us that Jesus is all-sufficient. He is the all-sufficient Savior. He meets the needs of us. No matter what we need, he's always there. No matter what's due, he's always on time. So some go deep, but we going to go deeper because Jesus Christ, Jehovah Jireh, is what? Our provider. Amen. So we don't have to go out of the ordinary. We can cut the chase and know that it is Jesus himself that provides for us. He gives us more than we need. He gives us much more than we will ever deserve. God gave them manna. Matter of fact, he didn't just give them a handful. 
He said, gather as much as you want. Come on. And because even when they grabbed it, the manna just didn't taste any kind of way. It was sweet. Okay. 16 and 31. Verse 31 says, right here. And the house of Israel called its name manna. It was like white, let me see, uh, coranda seed. And the taste of it was like water made with what? Honey. Is honey sweet? Yeah. I, we drink honey in our tea all the time. We'd rather have honey than sugar. Amen. It's sweet. Honey is better than syrup. It's sweet. Honey is rich. It's sweet. So it was sweet to taste. So those who partook of the manna found it sweet and satisfying. So by the same token, all those who received Jesus as their Savior found him to be sweet to the soul, satisfying to life. Isn't Jesus sweet to your soul? That's why David was able to encourage himself. Because he was able to taste and see that the Lord is good. Come on, uh, Psalms 34 and 8. It says, taste and see that the Lord is well good. He's too good. He's, he, he's, he's, he's better than good. Amen? And also, it was kept, it was to be kept and passed on to others. See, they were not territorial. You know, we got so many people that have such a territorial spirit and, and, and such a selfish spirit. They don't want to pass it on to others. But when you read in Exodus 16 and 32, it says that Moses says, this is the thing which the Lord has commanded. Not Moses. The Lord is telling you, fill a armor with it to be kept for your generation. Generation means Hundreds of years. Not just your husband or your wife or your children or your family with your last name. But it goes on to those that don't have your last name. But a generation of those that maybe who God has called you to. A generation of those that God has led you to. But it goes to your family, but it goes outside of your family. It goes from generation to generation because they may marry outside of the family. So that family may have their generation. And that family may have that generation. And the next generation and the next generation. So it goes throughout the generation. Keep it for your generation that they may see the bread which I feed you in the wilderness when I brought you out of the land of Egypt. Because I need them to know that it is me, your Lord God, that brought you out of the wilderness and I fed you manna. Not just some rotten old bread, but some bread that was sweet. Come on now. That was white. That had a flake to it. Like a Colorado seed. Had a, a taste of honey. This wasn't just regular bread. This was some good bread. Like Panera bread. Hallelujah. Let them know. Give them the testimony. I'm the one who fed you. You didn't feed yourself. Amen. So in this verse, Jesus is the same way. He is to be shared with those who cross our path. We need to always be talking about Jesus. We need to talk about how he was good to us. We did not. I did not heal you. I just prayed for you. Healing was already there because it says by his stripes we're what? Already healed. I just pray for good health. I pray for your health to meet you where it's supposed to meet you. But it was the Holy Spirit that's already in you. Allow your health to be activated in you through your faith. So now that you believe that you are healed, now you are being what? Healed. So your wounds and whatever you're going through is being what? Healed. Your health is coming back to his right state. So I'm going to tell them about Jesus. I'm going to let them know he's the healer. He's the deliverer. Amen? Because we are to be certain that we share Jesus with the next generation. Why? Because we're only one generation away. One generation away before that time. It may be our last day. It may be our last supper. It may be our last whatever. We must share Jesus. Amen? We must talk about the bread of life. 
We must talk about this heavenly bread that we're talking about. Because it's so heavenly. Amen? Hallelujah. And also, this bread illustrates the master. Because when you read down in verse 52, amen, through 58, hallelujah, I'm in another chapter here. So I don't want to go over there because I want to stay right here where I'm at. But when we go over, let me go over to John 4 and 14. So go to John 4 and 14. I'm glad those that have joined us, we're there. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Amen. Okay. 4 and 14 says, But whoever takes a drink of water that I will give him shall never, no, never. <sighs> Not only did he say never, but he said no, never means like, I don't care what, what I don't care what they say. And I don't care what you thinking. And I don't care what the devil may try to come and put in your mind. You listen to me. You will never. And no, never. Wow. Ain't that good right there? Hold on, I got to read that one again. But whoever drink of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become to him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. The Amplified Version says, But whoever takes a drink of water that I will give him shall never, no never, be thirsty. Any will give him shall never, no never, thirsty anymore. But the water that I give him shall be become a spring of water welling up, meaning that it will what? Flow. It will bubble up continually within him unto him for eternal life. Wow. So Jesus is saying to us, he is the ultimate bread. The Israelites ate the manna in the wilderness and eventually they died. But the crowd was filled on the mountainside, yet eventually they died too. But Jesus is the antitype of the manna. All that it was, he exceeds. Because Jesus is greater than the bread given out on the mountainside. So all who partake of him will live forever. His guarantee is that they will never die. His guarantee is that one eternal life to all to, that come to him. So after all, Jesus is the real bread. So that's why I said that the bread of life is a personality. It represents the heavenly bread. Amen? Because it grants salvation. Amen? And the reason why it grants salvation is because it is our Lord Jesus Christ that have granted us this great privilege. Amen? As being a human to receive this bread of life. To know that it was Jesus Christ, God Almighty, who created us with a free will. So we have the ability to choose how we will live our lives. That's why we must know that how we live is very important. Because if we don't live according to the word of God, that we won't have life. We won't be able to not thirst again. We want to be able to never thirst again. We want to never be able to hunger again. But when we're not in Christ Jesus, we going to be thirsty. We're going to be hungry. I don't want to be thirsty, y'all. I don't want to be hungry, y'all. I don't never want to thirst again. I don't never want to hunger again. I know in the natural I'm going to be hungry. I'm going to want some chicken. I'm going to want some mashed potatoes. But I'm talking about for that life. I'm talking about for that power. I'm talking about for the promises. I'm talking about for salvation. I'm talking about those things. Amen. Because why go down a road that you know that's not going to bring something that's good to you or good to God's eyes. So you need to make a detour and not go down that road, but go down the right road. Because when you go down the right road, then you're able to never thirst again. You're never to never hunger again. You're going to have eternal life. You're going to have heavenly bread. You're going to have the living bread. It'll be guaranteed to you. Amen. But if you do not, it's not guaranteed to you. Amen. See, we want to be able to be able to obtain that heavenly bread because it gives us what? Satisfaction. We already have a satisfaction in Jesus. Why? Because he lives in us. He said that I would leave you a comforter and he left the Holy Spirit with us. But at the end of the day, because he's in us and with us and, and through us, 
We also need to make sure that we tap into the source of life and make sure that we abide in him. Amen. And our blessings will never run dry. Amen. Our blessings will never run dry. Glory to God. Glory to God. So we know that this heavenly bread gives us what a satisfaction. It guarantees us what security. Right. That's right. Because in the in, in the passages of scriptures that we have read, it tells us beyond any shadow of doubt that those who place their trust in our Lord Jesus Christ never will never ever um, um, thirst again. They would never hunger again. Amen. And fear would be far away from them. Fear they'll be able to cast it away. Amen. They will begin to forget those things that are behind them and begin to press towards the things that are in front of them. Why? Because their faith is in Jesus, which guarantees them perfection, absolutely security in the relationship with him. As they abide in him, as they have intimacy with him, he will continue to be with them. He has saved us. He has took us home with him. And now we are somebody. And we don't have to doubt no more. Because we know for sure that he gives us a security of belonging to him. And he is our heavenly father. Amen. So we can depend on his security. Amen. We can depend on his safety. We can depend on his promises. We can depend on the benefits that he has already given to us. And we know that we are saved by grace. Amen. Absolutely secure in our salvation. Hallelujah. So therefore, we must continue to trust him. And guess what, y'all? On next week, we're going to talk about counting the cost. Counting the cost. Fish, uh, finishing first principle. As we just finished our heavenly bread. Heavenly bread represents a person which has a personality which is the bread of life our lord jesus christ amen and glory to god hallelujah and thank you jesus amen we just thank lord for the reading amen the study that the lord god have given unto us amen and we just thank god that the spirit of god allowed us to get right through that study amen hallelujah right on time amen 7 30 lord see the holy spirit he's right to the point he's precise when he says give it how i want them to have it you just give it to them and you allow the holy spirit to do the rest amen and i thank god for you all joining us i thank god for your life and if there's anybody out there i'm not going to say that don't know Christ because we all know Christ but the difference is those that may not have accepted him as their Lord and Savior and you want to accept him see there's a difference in just knowing him but you haven't accepted him if you want to accept him right now wherever you are you can you can accept him in front of your TV on the app on a podcast on whatever social media you're at, if you're on Facebook, if you're on podcast, Apple, Spotify, we're on what, about 60 different spot, um, podcasts, or so wherever you are, you can, Jesus is wherever you are, Jesus is everywhere, amen, I pray that you accept him right now as your Lord and Savior, ask him to forgive you, ask him for forgiveness, whatever you have done, just ask the Lord God to forgive you, forgive those that have any, done anything to you, and just say, you just believe with your heart, and you believe with your spirit, your mind, your soul, your all, that he is your Lord and Savior, that he died for you, and that not only did he die, but he resurrected and he still lives, and you just confess your sins unto him, and you just go into that place and just ask him to cleanse you and take things out of you, and I pray that even as he is accepting you as his son and daughter right now, because you have confessed with your mouth, and you believe in your heart that he is your Lord and Savior, and you know that he died died for you on Calvary. His death, his burial, amen, and his resurrection, amen, have come, and you know that he lives again. So we thank God right now that you can say that you're saved, and I pray that God even will give you the Holy Spirit. Open up your mouth wide to receive the fresh and the pleasant um, spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, which is a gift that you would just, oh my God, it is just, I can't explain it, but it's going to allow you to tread over every scorpion. It's going to allow you to tread over every demonic force. You need the Holy Spirit because now that you saved, you've come over to the other side. The enemy is mad. So he's going to try to come at you at all types of forces and everything. But at the same time, God also is going to test you. He, God is also going to get you where you 
need to be. But I pray that as God begins to lead you, leads you into a place that he's bringing you into, that you're able to receive him as your Lord and Savior, that you have intimacy with him, you continue to bind to him, and I pray that God sends divine connections to you, that he send that man and women of, women of God in your life to be a pastor to you, to help you, lead you, that help you even, the Spirit of God begin to help you as you begin to study the Word of God, as you begin to open up the Bible, as you begin to study the Word of God, will begin to open up into your understanding, and that you will be able to walk into your calling that your gifts begin to manifest and I pray that God send those around you divinely that will help you be cultivated to walk in your purpose and your destiny in Jesus name amen hallelujah and glory to God so we thank God for you amen and again and those um, that are want to give um, again you can send it through the cash app um, cash um, is money sign Apostle Robin Stokes, or if you want to go through Zeal, it is um, 513-615-4514. Amen. So if those that want to give a man to be a blessing, you may not have a place where you're um, sowing right now. Just know that as you sow into this house, amen, that your 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 offering, your 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 token of blessing will be blessed, amen. And we'll be praying over it as well. God bless you. We just thank God for everybody that have sown into this house. We thank God for those that have been praying for us. So we don't take it for granted. Those that call and just pray and those that send messages, those that are on the podcast, those that's on the the, 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 um, the social media, the, the, the uh, inboxes, the messages that you send of words of encouragement. Just know that it's not going unnoticed. Thank you for every word of encouragement. We are blessed. Amen. So God bless you. God keep you in Jesus' name. And we'll be back here again next Thursday. Hallelujah. Talking about counting the cost. Finishing. Hallelujah. Prince.